Paul. Hello. Hello, boys. Hello. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hi. You ready? Hi. Grizz, don't talk. We're gonna we're gonna do our intro, and then I'm gonna introduce you. Oh, I'll talk whenever I want to talk. <laughs> oh, this is gonna go well. This is a professional podcast. All right. Welcome to PG Radio. We got the intro right now. Intro's already a mess. I'm your host, Paul. As always, Gabe. What's up, Hello. Gabe? What's going on, buddy? Uh, this movie blew not as much as last week, but it sucked. And with us this week, we have a guest, the host of Grizz in his car driving home, John Griswold. Welcome, Grizz. Now he's not going to talk. No, he's just going to ruin it now. Yeah. yeah. I'm well, spite. Yeah. yeah. John Griswold's a spiteful individual. Uh, you know, uh, th- thanks for downsizing our audience, Grizz. Yeah, first of all, he didn't watch the movie that we picked for him. He thought he picked an entirely different movie. Yeah. Now he's what, gonna be silent, which works out pretty well, actually, because that movie I have opinions on it too. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Oh, it's we it's also watched Bird Box because I have opinions on it. Uh, well, that'll be a mini episode, I think, right? Yeah, we can we can talk about Bird Box. Grizz, goddamn it! There is no Grizz, only Zool. <laughs> well. Well, Zool is here this week from another dimension. Welcome, Zool. He came into Queens last week. <laughs> yeah, Zool did come into Queens last week. I don't know if you saw the news, but a transformer exploded. Oh, we can't talk about that because Zool uh, is a denier. He's a tra- oh, no. he's an alien denier. That's right. There is no Zool, only transformer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like Optimus Lame. I'm sorry. Oh I'm man. Sorry. That was yeah. bad. See, that's why you don't tell me what I can and cannot do. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. Paul, can you uh, downsize the humor a little bit right now? There was no humor to downsize. It was terrible. Well, welcome to the podcast, John Griswold. Thanks for having me. What? Uh, so you went? You? I have to do my check-in and make sure that you guys are doing an adequate job from time to time because right. you're part of my podcast network. Technically, it's our podcast network, but. Yeah, but but I get it. You brought possible. it back. You brought it back. Uh, so you went rogue this week on us. You were supposed to watch Roma, and you ended up watching Downsizing. It's not that I didn't watch Roma. It's that I didn't watch Roma. Uh, <laughs> can I interject real quick? This actually works out well, because I had a feeling that I was going to have to jump in with the explanations in either of these movies, because I've watched Downsizing and Roma. So I basically know nothing about downsizing. Um, Grizz, would you, you want to kick us off this week with your, your thoughts on the movie? You want me to start? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't want to. You don't well, want to sit through listen. our whole thing. Hold on. I just listen. Well, I'm going to. I'm here. I'm here for the whole episode. But uh, I just listened to your last episode, and I noticed that you like to eat and make un- unnecessary chewing noises while you're recording. Well, so that- I decided to... Uh, Get a burger from Shake Shack. So hold on, let me take a bite and I'll start talking. Yeah, it was it was awful. I was in the in a rush to get to work because Gabe had to okay. take his his grandmother back home. It was awful. It, technical difficulties. It blew. She wanted to get involved. All right. Well, well, now that my mouth's full of Shake Shack, before I get into the movie, I just want to say something. All right, let me finish my food because this is really obnoxious. But uh. Gabe, so you mentioned that Iceland is in Scandinavia, and that's where elves come from. Yeah. You're wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. 
Iceland is not in Scandinavia. It's a Nordic country, though. The Scandinavian Peninsula, which is the weirdest peninsula in the world, because it, it is actually two separate peninsulas, but they're considered to be one, is consisting of Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. And Finland. Iceland? No. <laughs> Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. Finland's part of Scandinavia. No. It's not a peninsula. It's not on that peninsula. But Scandinavia is not just like the peninsula. It's like a whole culture and region. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my god! But Iceland, Iceland's not part of it. Iceland. Was in downsizing though. Norway was in downsizing. Oh, you're right. Wow, you guys really went. You're going deep in the Scandinavian conversation. All right, so now let's start downsizing. Downsizing. Let me put this burger down because I'm going to keep eating it. So downsizing starts. And there's no, like, rigmarole. They just start. They're at the convention, and this guy comes out, and he's talking, and he's like, I'm about to introduce the scientist. He's come up with this great new thing to save the Earth. And then he picks up this box, and there's this tiny little five-inch tall scientist. Like, they don't, they don't show him in the factory figuring it out. They don't show him screwing up and killing people. He's, he's tiny, and he's like, I'm going to save the Earth. And then they bring out, like, 10 or 30 other little people, and they're all waving from their little glass box. And uh, the whole point is that human beings waste too much garbage. They make too much waste, and they're destroying the Earth, and the Earth is not going to last if we don't figure out a way to fix so it. So you need a community of so we shrink every- Well, if we shrink everyone to, the- to be like five inches tall, then we don't produce as much waste because we're not as big. And therefore, we're not going to destroy the Earth as quickly, and we'll make it last longer. This sounds like your idea. Well, I just want to live small and live the life of luxury while all you other idiots are do giants. You have to, do you have to live in a glass box like they're in? No. So they make up these communities all, all throughout the world. So like that, that's the beginning of the movie. This just gets invented. And then as like time goes on, it, it hits you 10 years later. But like then, within ten years, there's communities all over. I guess the world. it has to be somewhere where they're and they're like, like they're like luxury and owls. And they're like luxury communities. All these people who get small, they're like living the life of luxury because now all your money, as you'll see when I get to the point where Matt Damon and his family eventually decide to do it, like a hundred thousand dollars translates to be like twelve point five million dollars. So because- money is different because everything's smaller. Well, because everything that is produced in the world is made by regular-sized people, and it, it's priced for regular-sized people. So now if you're a tiny person, if you want potato chips, you take one single potato chip, and you could make, like, 20 bags of potato chips. It makes sense in theory. No, it doesn't make sense. It makes no, no it, sense why... Make sense. It makes all the sense. No, it makes all the they're sense. Literally, what that movie was literally positing is because you're smaller, money is bigger. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, you have a dollar. No, listen, listen, idiot. Listen, idiot. This is my movie. So shut up. You listen. No, no, no. So the fact, the fact of the world is, like, look, if I'm making bottles of water for everyone in the world, and now there's like 20 people who are tiny, they buy one bottle of water, and that's enough water for them for a fucking. How year. much water are these people drinking? One bottle of water. Okay. Will will be your water budget for a fucking month, right? Because you're fucking five inches tall, right? You don't need the same but, amount of water as but I everything, need. and that costs one fucking dollar. 
unless you buy a fucking 24 pack, then you just bought your lifetime supply but of everyone water. Else, but everything else in your life that's not like water and food, that's it's gonna have to be specially made. For It'll you be more expensive. Wrong. Unless you want to dress. Like they make Ken. clothes. They make clothes for Barbie dolls. Guess what? I'm Ken. Now I'm dressed up. I'm wearing a fucking ascot, and I'm fabulous. You're got, you're confusing Ken and Fred from Scooby Doo. No, Ken definitely wore an ascot. Watch Toy Story no. 3, man. And this is what he. This is what's the problem here is he sees downsizing and he thinks he's gonna live in a Toy Story world where he could live in like dream houses and go around like nothing. He thinks. Well, look. Hey, Gabe. If I'm gonna build a fucking house, you want me to build a regular it's house? It's gotta be. How much is that no, going to cost? Like $400,000. If I'm going to build a house that I could live in at five inches tall, how much is that going to cost? It's still going to cost you a lot of money because you got to shrink a bunch of like plumbers and electricians and the, stuff like the that. Problem, no, I don't. I just got to hook plumbing into the regular size pipes with a smaller the pipe. Problem is, the problem is that you're no longer the top of the food chain. You're five inches tall. You're, it's a hellscape, basically. Well, they, Well, here's the fucking real problem. Well, no, see, they take care of that. All the communities that they build, they, like, seal them off, and they prevent uh, any, like, insects or other animals from coming in. They're, like, okay. highly sealed. Okay. So they cover that. Okay. But here's the issue. There's no, there's no conflict in this movie. So the movie starts, so, like, Matt Damon lives in normal world, and he works for Omaha Steaks. He's, he doesn't work as an Omaha Steak person. He's the occupational therapist there. So before that even happens, he's with his mother. His mother's like old and dying and she can't breathe. And they break this news about the tiny people. And he's like, isn't it amazing? And she's like, I can't breathe. I have uh, forget whatever. That is was. literally what happened. She's, she's complaining that that they could make people tiny, but they can't fix her problems. And then like ten, then you hit the, the 10 year later part and she's dead and he's still living in that house. But now he's married to uh, what's that girl's name? Kristen Wiig. Is that her? Yeah. I, he broke up, but okay. It was Christian Wig. Oh, and then she's ma- yeah, she's married to Kristen Wig. Okay. Uh, he's married to, he's married to Kristen Wig and they're living in the same house that he lived in with his mother and they're like they're clearly just getting by. And he works for Omaha Steaks and like they're not like necessarily happy. You can tell Kristen Wig's not happy at all. She wants to get a new house. So they go looking at houses and they clearly can't afford them. Then they go to his high school reunion. And in comes five-inch-tall Jason Sudeikis being as cool as normal. And he's like, it's awesome. You got to come live in this place. I live like a king. I don't have to work anymore. I just hang out. There's golf courses and shit. He's like, I'm fucking living the life. He lives in this mansion. So they go look at this place. And they tell him, like, oh, if we add up all your equity, you have $105,000. That turns into $12.5 million. And they're, they're like, you could live in this house. And it's like this huge mansion. It's awesome. Um, what's his name? The Neil Patrick Harris does this whole presentation selling the house to people. And like the house looks dope. And then then uh, they go to do it. So now the thing is with this, it's not like my plan. My plan was to be able to come big size, little size as much as I want. Okay. Like Ant-Man. In this movie, in this middle, once you're little, you're little. You can't, There's no coming back. It's irreversible. Is that because like your your organs would explode? Well, some type of like science procedures. It's like you got to get all these injections. They shave all the hair off your body. They pull out any dental work, like uh, metal dental work or anything that that's not going to shrink with your body. Why would my hair not shrink? Because your hair's dead. Okay. <laughs> I had the same question, Paul. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, your hair's okay. dead. But the, what the problem I saw with that is they didn't pull their fingernails. Yeah, no. that's what I was thinking. It's crazy, right? Because your fingernails, because what they say is like your hair would expand and destroy you. Why wouldn't your fingernails and all the dead skin that's on you? So all the chicks, yeah, that all the chicks down there are completely hairless. They shave everything. They shave everything. Matt, they show you shaving that thing. By the way, that wasn't meant to be else. sexual. That was meant to be like they're all bald. No, everyone is bald. Oh no, they shave. Oh, the everyone's no bald. eyebrows. Here. Everyone's I'm not, I'm bald. Not into that. And yo, you see a whole bunch of little tiny people. Yeah, no I eyebrows. I don't, don't want to be fucking hanging out with a bunch of Kurt Angles. And then, but then, uh, then, then he goes through the whole thing and he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, is my wife here?" And the nurse looks on the computer. She's like, "No, but she's scheduled." There was probably just an issue. And then Kristen Wiig calls him, and they give him the phone, and she's like, "I," she's like crying. She's like, "I couldn't do it." Like, you see her. She has one eyebrow shaved off. She's like, I, I freaked out. I couldn't do it. She has her hair shaved and one eyebrow shaved. And she's like, I just couldn't do it. And he's like, what do you mean you couldn't do it? I'm five inches tall, you fucking cunt. That's <laughs> no, not what he, he said, didn't. but that's what he, he should have said. not say that. That's definitely what he should have said. Uh, I'm not going to lie. If Matt Damon said, I'm five inches tall, you fucking cunt, I'm watching this movie immediately. So like, she's like, don't make me feel any worse than I already do or I'm going to hang. She's like a real bitch. And she, like, closes this whole thing. She, she agreed to do it, and then she decided not to last minute. And then they shoot to, like, two years, a year later or two years later, and he's, he's standing on the divorce papers signing them. And the guy, the regular-sized lawyer, is like, can you sign as big as possible, please? And he gets fucked. So now he's not in this mansion. He's in this fucking condo in a place where everybody's loaded because they're miniature. So now he's working, answering fucking telephone calls because this cunt wife decided not to become a tiny person. And now he's got to live his regular boring everyday life. That's the, that, that, that is the only conflict in the rest of the movie. So that's the movie. That's the conflict. And now here comes the rest of the movie. That was it. The conflict's over. You never hear about Kristen Wiig again or the divorce. You never hear anything further of that. Then, like, he's on a date, and he, the upstairs neighbor is having a party. He's like, oh, my new neighbor is always partying and being loud. And, he, like, he knocks on the ceiling or yells out the window uh, from the balcony. He's like, can you keep it quiet? And his neighbor comes down. He's this European guy. He's all, like, suave and, like, cr- like older, though. But, like, not, but like, you know, he, he seems cool. And he's like, oh, Paul, pal. His name was Paul. They kept calling him pal, you know, European people. And then... Uh, so, like, he's having this party, so his date ends, so he decides to go up to the party, because the guy invited him. And now it's, like, his condo, the upstairs condo from the floor Matt Damon was on to the floor above him, it's, like, a fucking luxurious, huge penthouse condo. It's, this guy's living in luxury in a fucking condo, for some reason, in this high-rise. And then, like, all these famous people are there. Like, oh, there's all these hot girls partying, the first baby ever born tiny was there. Doing drugs and shit. <laughs> the first baby. No, that, that is a true thing. That he was really famous for some reason because he was the first child to be born small. It's like the opposite children of men. The last baby ever born was very famous. Yeah, and then uh then he, this hot broad goes to give him drugs and he says no, and then she like starts to walk away and he's like, wait. And he takes them. And it was clearly like Molly or Ecstasy or something, because he's having the time of his life. They're partying. He wakes up sleeping underneath the fucking coffee Can table. I interject real quick? This store, this movie also like makes it that think about it. There's a drug dealer who dealt maybe one pill to this place and just chopped it up into little pieces to sell it to everyone. 
Yo, that drug dealer is making a fortune. Exactly. Oh, also, I skipped. So before they get small, they're at the bar drinking to, to like, have, see their friends for the last time before they turn small. And uh, this guy, this is where there could be a real conflict. There could be a whole story. They could have made this into a miniseries with a real conflict. This drunk guy at the bar is like, hey, you think that you, you're going to be small? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, you think that you will still have the same rights as us? You think your vote should count the same as us? It should count. You it know? should count you, for... And he's like, you're not buying things. You're not buying the same amount of stuff. Yeah, it should, it should count five, for five, five inches. Yeah, exactly. It should count for this. That's what he brings up. And uh, like, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna get interesting. <laughs> Chris thought this was gonna be a civil rights piece about tiny people. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh man, this. I was like, this is not what I was expecting. This is gonna turn good. And then it just never, never comes back up again. And it's like you could have made this into like a nice little mini series. And have this be a real conflict and have everybody sit and think and be like, oh, would people have the same rights? If we're tiny, maybe we shouldn't try to make tiny people. Because you're going to lose all your rights. So. But that never comes up again. So now the movie's just like, it's it's gone. What were you going to say? No, I was curious to know, like, at what point. So it's basically just him living his life. No, it's him being he's living depressed. His life. So now, he's like depressed all the time because his wife left him and he's tiny now. And he didn't really want to be tiny. Oh. His wife was the one that wanted to do it the whole time. No, he wanted he wanted to be tiny because he knew that it would provide a better life for his wife because she wasn't happy in their home. And if they were tiny, they'd be able to live in a mansion and they wouldn't have to work. But then because she got divorced, then now he's alone and working a regular fucking boring job, which is not what he wanted. He originally wanted to be a doctor. But his mother was sick, and he had to take care of her, so he never finished med school. That's why he became a, a physical therapist. I mean, not this, just, therapist. this just sounds like a sad movie. Yeah, so yeah, how are you so then, like no conflict? You just described the conflict there. That's, yeah, it's not really like... Dude, there's so many better conflicts they could have went yeah, with in this movie, and they you did You can't none say there's no conflict. It, it's really no conflict. It's, it's just a fucking... It's a guy living his normal life because his wife fucked him, but then after that, it's over. Cause then, cause then he meets Paul. He meets the guy upstairs, the European guy. He sleeps. So I Christoph told you, he, Waltz, he by the way. Drunk. Yeah. So he wakes up, and the cleaning people come in, and he realizes the the cleaning lady's like this Vietnam lady. All right. So there was the Vietnam. Uh, what were they like? Civil rights yes. activists or something? And as Wait punishment, a minute, a Vietnam, the Vietnam civil rights activist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so when they were in Vietnam and they got caught doing their civil rights stuff and they were in jail, the Vietnam government was like, you know what, let's punish them. Let's make them all small as their punishment. So they escaped from prison and they stowed away in a fucking TV box that got delivered to Walmart. But while she was in there, like three other tiny people got killed and she broke her leg or she got her leg amputated or something. So like he noticed she was walking weird and she was Vietnamese and he's like, oh, this is that lady from the TV. So he starts talking to her. And it turns out she's like the nicest person in the world. She lives in the slums. She works as a cleaning lady. She goes and collects all the food people are wasting and brings them back to the poor people in the slums. Because there's still all these poor minorities. They have to be minorities, of course, that are cleaning, like doing yard work and shit. And they're all sick and dying. And they don't live in the nice community. They live outside of the nice community in the shithole community. <laughs> yeah. And like she's like helping them, and because she, she, he's like, "Oh, I'll help you with your leg," and she's like, "Oh, you doctor, you come fix my friend," and he goes with her. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did, you, did you just do a racist accent? 
That, no, that's what she said. Paul, I seen this movie and I didn't want to like be a racist, but they literally do a caricature of like a Vietnamese person. Like that. that oh yeah. Oh the yeah. Most, the, the gr- she's just angry all the time, yelling, and it's it's like they just like the guy was like, "Hey, you ever been to a nail salon? Sound like that?" Because Vietnamese people don't sound like any other way. It's horrible. Oh yeah, that's, it was. It was like she, I, she's probably actually Vietnamese or some type of Southeast Asian, and she's doing the most stereotypical Asian lady character. It was like Miss Swan as move as a character. Exactly. I was just gonna say that it was just like Miss Swan. So then, like, she, he goes with her and helps all these people, and you could tell, like, he's not happy that he's not living the life of luxury, but he's happy he's doing good for people. And he met this lady, and she's doing good for people, and he's like amazed at how nice she is. And then, uh, like, he's so now, so like, he fucked up her prosthetic leg, so he's doing all her work for her, and he's like carrying her around because now she's hopping around on one foot, like a goddamn pogo stick, and uh. So, like, he's cleaning the toilets and shit, and the European guy, Christoph Waltz, is, like, laughing his ass off about it. And then he's like, oh, we're going to Norway, which was where the original colony was. That's where the scientists who thought of this was, was from. So, like, they went on this long adventure with, with these rich people to go to the colony. And, like, they're, like, he's, like, the scientists, like, the Earth's ending quicker than we expected. We got a escape plan. Everyone from our colony, and you guys are invited. We're gonna. We made this tunnel inside of this like mountain, and we're all gonna go into there. And we have a community set up with greenhouses, and there's farm animals and trees. And, do, like, we'll be able to survive. Do they? Do they have so, tiny planes? No, no, they have tiny so, boats though. No, so when they go on planes and buses and shit in like the real world, there's like a section of like little glass tubes where the tiny people go. And it's like, it's like they're sitting on a regular plane, but everything's like first class because it's not taking up room. Ugh. Again, this concept and makes also no all sense. The small people are it makes rich. no sense. Oh, it's, it's insane. And the tiny boats, the guy, the rich guy said that he doesn't uh, have to worry about shipping his boat because he just mails it FedEx and the boat gets there before he does. Let me, let me tell you something. This movie is not making any sense to me. Oh, the movie makes zero sense. It... But he falls in love with the Vietnamese lady. Yeah, that's pretty much the point. And then, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go into this cave with these people. This is the right thing." And then, like, Christoph Waltz and the Vietnamese lady are like, "No, he's crazy. People always think the world's gonna end. It never does." And he's like, "No, they're doing something. I want to be part of it." And they're like, "No." So he like he starts to go, and then he realizes he's in love with the Vietnamese chick, and he leaves, and he gets back to um, them. You're missing the point. You missed like a big part. They're on this boat headed towards the Norway to the colony. And how Matt Damon realizes that he's in love with a Vietnamese lady is that he is removing her prosthetic leg and massaging and oiling her stump. And then, <laughs> and then he has sex with her. That's great. Yes. Matt, was Matt Damon drunk when he signed up for the movie? No, I think he was trying to be creative. I mean, I guess it's an Alexander Payne movie and he doesn't have that many miss. I don't, I don't know if he has a miss besides this one. So I'm not sure. So it's, what? So does the world end? No, this is kind of like the before, like the Titan happens. Like I feel like this was Plan A before Titan was Plan B. So they were literally saying like it was going to be like a hundred, two hundred years. But if they got tiny, they could buy us like way more time. And then like. 
Christoph Waltz was just like, this guy's insane. People always think the world's going to end. It's not going to end. Let's go back and live our lives. So, but, yeah, it was like, like I said, like, that's it. That's that's the movie, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It wasn't so like, I, I, I like, got cut off because of my phone rang, but like, how does the movie end? No, uh, Christoph Waltz, like, Matt Damon wants to go into the thing. The Vietnamese lady doesn't want to go in there because uh, she has an aversion to bunkers, I guess. I don't know. She just wants to help other people. She wants to help all the illegal immigrants and uh, undocumented workers that were turned tiny for some reason. So, yeah, the Vietnamese so, lady's like, no, we can't go in there. What about everybody else? We have to help all of them. And he's like, but they're starting a new thing. We need to be a part of it. And she's like, no, there's people here that need So us. then Matt Damon ends up not going there because he loves her. And then they go back, and Matt Damon becomes, like, a hero for all these poor people that live in, like, some weird trailer park. So, let me... Yeah, so, so he finds happiness in the in being poor because he's just helping people and doing... But now day. he's just super and tiny. Up with his Vietnamese that, shit. That's it? Yeah. That's it. That's what I mean. There was real, like, there was, like, no conflict. They could have had such serious... <laughs> what I got from this movie is, <laughs> is Matt Damon didn't... Is that Kristen Wiggs? No, what I got from this movie is that the only way Matt Damon was going to, like, understand the suffering of minorities and poor people <laughs> is if he turned really, really small first. Because that stuff exists Be- when you're big. Like, like, you didn't have to become small to see that. Well, no, the way... What I saw was that Matt Damon... Matt Damon was in love and he was trying to make his wife happy and then she wasn't happy with anything and then he's depressed now and he's just trying to find another broad because he's depressed and then he finds another broad and now he's happy because he's got a woman. Matt Damon can't live without a woman in his life. Even if she has one leg. So, Grizz, she doesn't need to be a full woman. Did you pick this movie or was this movie told to you to watch by like Alice or someone else? This, this seems like a girlfriend no, movie. I, I wanted to see it because my dream's always been to be a tiny person. Okay. So, so you could have so, watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or any other movie that's way better. So I, I've seen all of them. Um, so you picked this movie. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you hate yourself for watching this movie? Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. It was like a am going to bed and I need something on the TV movie. And it wasn't like, it wasn't all, I mean, it was still like heartwarming at the end. He fell in love with the little uh, racist Vietnamese lady with one leg. And she, te- she wasn't racist. She was created by a racist. Create, created, yeah, she was created to be, ra- to be a racial stereotype. But, it, you know, it wasn't a terrible movie. It wasn't a good movie by any means. I, if, like, if, I'm giving it a, if I'm giving it an overall score of one to ten, I'm going to say it's like a five, five and a I half. I think that's fair. But, like, do I hate myself for watching it? No, I've watched worse movies. Okay. Yeah, that, I, I'll be honest with you. From the way you described that movie, I am never going to watch it. Oh, no, you don't have to. But, like, if it's on TV and you don't feel like changing the channel because the remote's on the other couch, you're not going to be too pissed off that you yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's not it. horrible. I'm, yeah, I'm out. I'm out on that. Like, 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 all the movies that you guys have watched, and talked about so far sound way worse. Oh, wait till you hear what I had to watch. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, let me. Let me, so I actually I didn't have it that bad. I guess I great Gabe gave me Rampage. Grizz, have you seen Rampage? Oh, that that looks like a fun action movie. It, it looks like a fun action movie. <laughs> no but but let me tell you. So I have a problem with The Rock. I do. 
his movies are all the same thing. Uh, have you seen Skyscraper? Huh? Have you seen Sky- Skyscraper? No, I'm I'm not. No, it's ba- that's movie basically made by the Chinese for the Chinese. So is this one pretty much. Oh yeah, this is ma- all of his movies are so like as generic as possible. There's no and he's not doing the like the the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing was Arnold basically always played a regular guy even as unbelievable as it is. The Rock's not playing a regular guy in this movie. He's not. I will I will get to that point. So who's he playing? So you guys you <laughs> He's got, basically you guys, the Rock. You guys have played you guys have played the video game, right? Yeah. You know what the Yeah, it was awesome. Is? Yeah. It's a, it's a wolf, a lizard and a gorilla and they're giant and they start destroying the city. That's it. Yeah. That's the game. And you you play as them and you got to destroy yeah. the city and and you could destroy the other animals. You could you could make you if you destroy them enough, they turn into people and you could eat them. Right. Yeah. So th- and that's how you get a better score because you just ate your opponent. So this movie starts in space. Okay, because the video game doesn't ever explain where these it animals does. came it from. It does. So that's it good does. To know. In the video game, they're mutated humans. Oh, that's true because they turn right. into humans yeah. when not, they get hurt. Not, not in this movie. In this movie, it starts in space, and this astronaut is clearly something bad's happened. You see body parts floating around. The spaceship's like uh, shambled, and she's like, "I just need to get out of here." And the people on Earth, you don't see who they are. They won't let her out. Until she gets the samples that she's been working on, and you clearly see there's like a a monster in the background coming around, whatever. So she goes into this room, and it's like Dennis Nedry in Jurassic Park, and she starts pulling out these these things of like whatever she's working on. Yeah, she gets her barbasol can, and as she as she like starts loading this thing up, this gigantic space rat starts attacking her, but she escapes. Whatever the space rat attacks the ship. And as she's escaping, she gets away. You think she's getting away, and the spaceship starts. The the glass that the rat um, attacked breaks, and she blows up into a million pieces. And the stuff that she grabbed shoots into Earth. So it cuts to the rock and his his team, who you never see again, not not one time. Yeah, well, I want to like jump in on this. How stupid is it that there are no aliens in this movie? This movie should have been aliens. It should have been right. This movie should have been aliens. So he's he's a, 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 a primatologist. I'm not sure what that is. Primatologist. Whatever. But he's working with he's working with this giant. He's, he's a monkey doctor, dude. He's working with gorillas, basically. And um, yeah, yeah, how do you not know what that is? It's self-explanatory. Listen, I'm not a smart he's a, man. He's a primate doctor. <laughs> it's as a it's as self-explanatory as downsizing. Yes. So he's working with gorillas, and he has this relationship with this albino gorilla, George. And, you know, they they clearly play with sign language, all that stuff. And The Rock, obviously, great guy. Um, and then you see uh, that the stuff that went from space, it may it fell into a forest, and it got a wolf to be gigantic, and some of it fell and affected this albino gorilla. Because I'm going to skip ahead in this movie because none of it is worth it. It also fell in Mississippi. And it also fell in Mississippi, which is really not discussed enough. It just happens. So then you cut to uh, the the evil corporation, right? And they send this uh, 
this army team out to go get their stuff, led by the third lead in Magic Mike, Joe Maganello. <laughs> because he's the best that their money could buy. So they go out and they try and get the stuff and they get attacked by this giant wolf. So it's an actual wolf. It's not any like space aliens or genetically changed people. It's just a wolf. So it they do this whole battle scene. It's a lot like the one in Jurassic Park where the dinosaur kills all the army guys. It's pretty much Jurassic Park. And Maganello, dead. Done. So back in the, the with the rock, the gorilla starts getting big and attacking everything. Is it the? It's not the FBI, but Negan, the guy from The Walking Dead, Negan, shows up and uh, does his little accent, and they capture the gorilla before he gets gigantic, and they they take him and they take the rock and they take another scientist that's working with the rock and they take them away. By the way, none of this is fun to explain because the movie's not fun to watch. I uh, I don't know. I thought it was a good time. The movie's not fun to watch. So basically, Sounds they're up. Fun. No, it's not fun. So they're they're up. Sounds fun. To, they're, they're up tra- traveling to... Um, I don't even know where they're going. They went they're to Chicago. Going. No, they're not. Oh, they were going to like Area 51 or something. That's what I assumed. Yeah they're, yeah, they're going to lock them up, whatever. And then the bad guys decide that they want their they want their investment back. So they go up on this skyscraper in Chicago and they release this like sound so that Anything I don't know I, I don't know I'm not sure how this works. The bad anything, the bad person was a lady in this, right? Anything affected by the serum or whatever they had is attracted to the sound. Yeah, it was like a homing beacon. So now this wolf. Oh, that's in so that Wyoming, explains why they attacked the skyscraper in the video game. Yeah, right. So this wolf that's in Wyoming, this gorilla in the plane, and the gorilla attacks in the plane, and the rock saves Negan's life and saves this woman's life. And they clearly just had that scene so The Rock could go skydiving and film it. The entire reason why. It's still fun. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. It's not fun. There, but when's the alligator coming to play? And, uh, during, this, during this, you find out The Rock isn't just a primatologist. He's also a secret, uh, a secret soldier. A helicopter pilot for some reason. He's a helicopter pilot and a soldier. And he's been on all, all these secret missions. So now you know The Rock is basically the best there is. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, so he was a Marine. Yeah, he just basically goes, I used to do secret missions in the Congo with gorillas. That's where I became in love with them or something like that. Yeah, no, no. So he talks about how he was on a secret mission because they think the monkey's dead. And he talks about how he was on a secret mission and he ran into these monkey poachers. And um, Yeah, he talks about how he murdered them. Yeah, no, The Rock talks about being a cold-blooded murderer in this film. So now all this is happening and it's a regular just like science fiction movie. And all the all the and then all of a sudden they cut to fucking Mississippi where no one knows what's going on and you just see a giant alligator jump in the river and the movie will have you believe that a 60 foot yeah uh, alligator swims from the Mississippi River to Chicago without anyone noticing it. Well, if it's really smart and it stays low, that's reasonable. It's 60 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, it would be ridiculous. Uh, Paul, the Loch Ness Monster is humongous. And nobody ever sees also, him. The, also, the design of these CGI animals is atrocious. The alligator, for some reason, looks like the, the Lophosaurus from Jurassic Park. It even has, like, gills. 
Well, because it was mutated by that stuff. No, but every, but the gorilla looks like a gorilla, and then the, the no. wolf looks amazing. No, the yeah, well, they had to justify because in the in the video game, the alligator's a dinosaur. No, the alligator is clearly not a fucking alligator in that video game. I, it looks more like a fucking dinosaur than an alligator. I don't know what you're. No, no way. That's an alligator. The name. The name in that video game is. It's not it's a lizard. I always, yeah, it's not I an alligator. It was, it's a lizard. It's a monster, to be honest with you. It's a reptile. It's some type of reptilian amphibian. Yeah, creature. Gila monster. Either way, at this point, The Rock, because he's a ape doctor, realizes that something's calling them to um, to Chicago, right? Or wherever they're going. So they follow it to Chicago, and uh, this is when the movie switches gears, and The Rock starts stops playing a character and starts playing The Rock, like. Monkey, like Monkey 911 is happening in Chicago and he's just cracking jokes. Well, to be fair, there is a giant gorilla and a giant alligator and wolf that, by the way, nobody noticed the wolf coming from like Maine all the way to Chicago either. At, at a certain point, the wolf is just forgot about in this movie. Yeah, they're like, where is he? The, the wolf just like disappears from this movie because it's really the bad guy is the alligator who. No, why do I. Oh, it? by the way, why do I give a shit? I'm sorry. I just don't, I just want to interrupt for a second. I just went to the Wikipedia page for the Rampage video game, and the reptile was based off of Godzilla, and the monkey was based off of King Kong. Yeah, they ripped it off, and the wolf is just a wolf. <laughs> it's just a wolf man. Uh, it might be based off of uh, the wolf man, a werewolf bar mitzvah. So, <laughs> wait, what? Werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky. Scared. Yeah, you don't know where it's going. No, I'm never be coming. Oh. Okay. Um, that's this is really all that happens. They go to Chicago. There's a big fight scene. They give the they 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 give the gorilla the antidote. The bad guys that wanted their money back from their space project, they get eaten eaten by the the hero gorilla. And that's it. That's the fucking movie. Oh, and then the gorilla flips off the rock. The gorilla, yes, the gorilla is still alive at the end of the movie, and he becomes a regular sized gorilla again. And him and the Rock are best friends, and that's the movie. Paul, I feel like what you're missing from this movie is the fact that this was not an action movie. This was not a science fiction movie. What this was was a love story between a man and a gorilla. Yeah. Paul, can you hear me? Oh, that didn't work. If you, I was checking to see if I could mute it because if you scroll up and you bring your phone thing instead of, it's not working, is it? Nope, I can hear everything. Wait, can you guys hear me? If you, yeah. If you scroll up and you bring your phone thing up instead of the anchor app, it gives you the mute option. But apparently that doesn't work. Okay. I was just, I was just trying something because you always complain that I can't. You can't yeah, it's mute ridiculous. Me. I mean, you can't mute yourself or take me off. So anyway, back to this movie. That's a no, love, not a love story. Back, not back to this movie. You didn't I, appreciate that love story? No. it's. I don't care about anyone in this movie. I don't care about a single soul. Well, I feel like all you did today was make me want to watch Rampage. So thanks. Okay. I mean, if you want to watch it, it's not... I, all mean, right. I guess, like, how much... I, I, I didn't really hate it. So scale from like, 1 to 10, how much do you hate me for making you watch this movie? A 3. Okay. That's fair enough. A 3. That's that, it. That's not too bad. It's like... It's an airplane movie. You can watch that on an airplane. I guess maybe if I wa- if I watch it on an airplane, you would like it like, way I more. I think I would enjoy it. 
Yeah, I watched Skyscraper. I watched Skyscraper and this at an air in an airplane, and I liked them. Watching it at home, I was just like, man, I can no. do it. All right, so it's not too bad. Uh, I fucking hate you for what you made me watch. Yeah, I I made you watch a movie I've never even heard of before. Uh, The Humanity Bureau. It's (laughs) Nicolas Cage. The what? Nicolas Cage movie. I'm sorry. It's called The Humanity Bureau. So it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Uh, basically, the world uh, goes through some cataclysm for some reason, where there's no water, no fish. Uh, the Midwest is a giant desert. Apparently, Canada's a big irradiated wasteland. A lot of shit goes down. And there's a big city. It's kind of like Judge Dredd, where there's a big city and then people live on the outside. So anyway, the population's too big. Some people are not helpful. There's a bureau that goes out, finds people, and sends them to this colony called New Eden and deports them from the United States and sends them there. Uh, this movie opens up with Nicolas Cage going to this shitty apartment building and finding this old man who he wants to send to the Humanities Bureau. The old man doesn't want to go. The old man's like, this is bullshit. We were supposed to make America great again. He makes a Trump joke. And then you zoom in and you see a picture of this old man. This old man's like, I ate dinner at the White House. It was pretty good. And you see a picture of him with President Donald J. Trump. Tell me it was Triple H. No, it wasn't Triple H. Wait, but, wait a minute. You're telling me. Wait, hold on. Before you can. When was this movie made? It was 2016, I think, right? So, in the middle of this movie, they were just like, you know what we need to do? Because he wasn't elected till 16. Well, right? there's a poster in the back that says Make America Great Again. They they probably filmed one for Trump and one for Hillary just in case. Or they just did the I Trump don't scene. think. Uh, if Trump gets elected president, we're going to I, I honestly think it's that. I think they had nothing going for them. Because there's no way the people that made this movie had the foresight to make two scenes with two different presidents. Before you continue, I'd like to say your movie seems like it would be the downsides continued. If there was a sequel, oh, without a doubt. this would be happening in the big world. Without a doubt. So then the president, like, uh, the guy freaks out. He's like, no, no, no. He starts shooting at Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage comes up and shoots him in the head. Uh, and then he dies. Whatever. He was an old man. So I guess he didn't get to go to New York. So Nicolas Cage is an assassin? Wait so, a minute. Nicolas Cage is murdering people? Yeah, he, he's, he's the Humanity Bureau, bro. He can do whatever he wants. I thought it was either take people to a place where they could be saved or just leave them to die. No, 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 Wait, no. So you deport them either forcibly or like voluntarily. Once you're chosen to be deported, you have to go. Oh, hold on. So Nicolas Cage is the bad guy. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get to. Well, he's, we're, is this, he's either he's either gonna learn that he's the bad guy. And no, 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 no. This, this let me continue explaining this. This movie. sounds like Ghost Rider. Yeah, kind of. Let me keep explaining this movie. Okay, so. Nicholas Cage goes back to the city and his El Camino, for some reason, that's all tricked out. There's a bunch of drones that are going around. He has a holographic phone. The fucking green screen in this movie is ridiculous. Like, it's so bad. It looks like 1970s. Like, it looks like the Beverly Hillbillies when they're always driving in the car and you see the background going. That's why I picked this movie. That's what it looks like. I saw it from the trailer. It looks, yeah, it's like a still background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just driving around in a fake car. So he gets back to the city. He has all this stuff from the world before. He's got Monet's. He's got uh, fly fishing stuff, like real famous stuff. He's got coffee in a can that's apparently very rare. 
and some guy that looks like fake Bruce Willis comes in and he's like Noah Cross. That's this guy's name. Nick Cage's name is Noah Cross. Noah, you're going to be uh, promoted. Uh, you've done such a good job, but you have one more assignment you have to go do. It's a girl and a kid, and they live on a farm. You have to deport them. So he's like, all right, great. But, you know, I always remember when I, used, when I was little, I used to go fishing. And he goes, no, there's no fish anymore. Everything's dead. Canada's an irradiated wasteland. Like, Nick Cage is, like, ex- <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like, Canada Nick Cage is, like, obsessed with Canada, now. and he's, like, obsessed with, like, fishing. And the thing is, like, he keeps having flashbacks to when he's a little kid, and he's fishing. And it makes no sense. Whatever. So, Nick Cage, apparently, I didn't see this part, because I guess I wasn't really paying attention, had picked up something from that old guy's uh, apartment. And it said resist and it had like an address on it or whatever. So Nick Cage is like, this is weird. Anyway, he goes to this lady's house. He sees a lady and a kid. They're trying to get really good like interviews so he doesn't deport them. But Nick Cage says at the end, he's like, I don't have any control, blah, blah, blah. He stays for dinner. They have like a big bowl of carrots. It's really weird. And he's like talking about how like, why do you want to stay here? You can't stay here. There's nothing to do. And she's like, oh, but it's for us. We need to stay here. So Nick Cage is like, I'll see what I can do. Um, The people at the Humanity Bureaus are freaking out because Nick Cage stays longer than he should. So they're like trying to track him where he is. And they're like, this is suspicious. Okay, he's a little late. He stayed for dinner with a client. Like, that's not that weird. No, but like, it's still like... But they're not clients. You still have to interview these people. Maybe an interview took too long. It doesn't matter. Like, why are they freaking out because he's 20 minutes late? Like, he's literally 20 minutes late and they're freaking out about it. I don't... No, it doesn't make sense that you'd have to interview these people. Yeah, I know. He has no control. But I guess you have to have like a facade for it. Like to try to trick the American people. So she's like, she's like, listen, please, at the very least, can you give us 24 hours before you deport us? He has a recital. He's been working really hard for it. This little kid has a recital. Also, this little kid's a terrible actor. He's the worst. And like, he goes to another room and he yells at Nicolas Cage. It's the worst ADR I've ever heard in my life. It's so bad. This movie was horribly made. So Nick Cage comes back to the city and he goes to the address that he found at the old man's apartment. He goes to this weird place where this guy, he meets this guy in an elevator and he's like, are you sure I can trust you? And Nick Cage is like, yeah, I'm Nicholas Cross. Why wouldn't you trust me? Because I'm Nick Cage. I want to do the truth. Whatever. So he gives him, yeah, he, he gives, well, yeah, I want to do this. Basically, it's that horribly written. He gives him this memory card. He goes back and does this uh, uh, holographic thing, and he goes, Show, what am I looking at? And the computer goes, New Eden. And you just hear Nick Cage go, my God, what have we done? So, like, it's like, what the fuck is this? So Nick Cage goes back to the girl and his, and his kid and her kid, and he goes to the recital. I kid you not, this recital was them singing Amazing Grace. And then she had been talking about how he has a solo. He's really excited about it. He's been practicing. Do you know what this kid's recital uh, consisted of? He, No, he literally just says the Pledge of oh, Allegiance. he's playing a recorder. So this oh, is like this is like right-wing fan fiction. Like Trump movie. 
No, because no, dude, because Trump, because Trump. No, 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 no. This Trump is... is a hero in this because that old man said we were supposed to make America great again. The president was supposed to save us. No, you misunderstood yeah, no, 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 this no, no, movie, no. Gabe. That's yeah, you certainly. It's most certainly a the world turned into shit because Donald Trump was. No, 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 no. You, you guys are mis- misunderstanding this because this is talking about a big government deciding who's useful and who's not, and getting rid of them. Yes, because Donald right. Trump and was that's our why president. It's a bad thing. Oh, yeah, you're right with all the deportations. Okay, so it could go either or. No, it's all, it could only go one no, way. I don't think they really thought of it either. I think they just were like writing a stupid movie. I think. All right. Wrong. So anyway, this kid. Uh, uh, yeah, I I think. All right. We found out the real well, villain let me, is you. Let me I continue Gabe. talking about this, and you'll decide that the real villain is whoever wrote this fucking movie. Well, I can't trust anything you say now. All right, whatever. So Nick Cage uh, decides to go back and save these people and take them to Canada. So he puts them in his car, and he takes them out. Everyone back at the Humanities Bureau is freaking out. They know that Nick Cage is going to do this. Fake Bruce Willis finds the guy that informed Nick Cage and finds out that he has the memory stick. He goes back to the farmhouse where the lady and the kid are living at. And he tries to, like, take the lady. The kid comes out with a BB gun and shoots fake Bruce Willis in the eye. And then fake Bruce Willis doesn't have an eye for the rest of the movie for some reason. So Nick Cage manages to escape. They try to follow him. Uh, They can't find him because he gets into a GPS dead zone. He takes out the GPS from his El Camino. uh, Yeah, El Camino. And some fat guy with a crutch comes out. He looks like um, the fat guy from... Down Periscope, if you've seen that movie. <laughs> he looks like the chef. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the chef. What a reference. I think wow. it might be the same guy, actually. So, Nick Cage is like, give me your gas, and, like, threatens to kill him. And then the fat guy, like, for some reason, helps Nick Cage, and he's like, hey, mister, tell me something. Are you a good family man? And Nick Cage goes, I'm trying to be. And he's like, you'll never get away. I have to help you. So this fact... Was that, was that a reference to his movie, Family Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So, no, well, neither is this That one. movie's not good. So, Nick Cage gets in the car with the kid and the, the, the lady, and they leave, right? And this fat guy starts singing Amazing Grace and kamikazes a pickup truck into the pursuing bad guys for no reason. There was no reason for him to help. So Nick Cage finally gets to this town. He trades in his car after ripping out the GPS thing. Uh, he trades in his car for a shitty station wagon and 20 bottles of water and a, a case of baked beans. Because we live in a Book of Eli world now. So uh, Nick Cage likes, like, oh, do you know how to get up north to Canada? This lady's like, I know one guy. He's a crazy guy, but he might be able to help you. So they go up, they literally get carjacked by fucking ruffians that look like they were part of Rufio's gang and hooked. Like they're like teenagers dressed like the Lost Boys. And then some crazy German guy comes out and he's like, I'm the guy who knows how to get to Canada. I can help you. Turns out this guy came to America on vacation and ended up being like stuck there. So then this guy like starts talking about how you got to get to Canada. It's really e- it's really hard to get there. There's radiation everywhere. He gives them a bunch of supplies and Geiger counters, whatever. Nick Cage the whole time is just Nick Cage in everywhere, talking about how he wants to bring the truth to the people. He wants to help everyone. 
So then there's like a scene where him and the girl are by themselves and everyone's trying to figure out why Nick Cage is helping these people because it just seems it's kind of out of nowhere. Turns out fucking Nick Cage knew who this woman was the whole time. She was using a fake ID and turns out that's his ex-wife and that kid is his kid and he pretended like he didn't know them. That's the twist. That's, That's the twist. It's so stupid. So, yeah. They get to Canada. Fake Bruce Willis comes out after he gets yelled out by a council of, like, shadowy, like, uh, overlords that, like, they threaten him by showing him a big, like, a big, like, box. And they show him this white powder. I thought it was drugs. Turns out those are ashes. Turns out what you eat in this is a giant crematorium slash... Uh, concentration camp where they kill everyone. So, so they no they, no no they, they end just up reference going to a concentration it. Camp? So Nick Cage gets to Canada, and all this guy wants is uh, the memory stick. And Nick Cage is like, "All right, but let the boy go." So fake Bruce Willis is like, "No, I can't do that." And he's like, "Just let the boy go." And then fake Bruce Willis shoots the lady in the head. So this kid's freaking out because he just watched his mother get murdered. And then Nick Cage is like, all right, I'll give you the memory stick. He gives the memory stick, and he lets the boy go for some reason. The kid gets away, and then uh, fake Bruce Willis checks the memory stick. Turns out there's no, there's no information in there, so he shoots Nick Cage in the head. And then fake Bruce Willis is about to shoot the kid in the head when a fucking like, hidden sniper comes out of nowhere and shoots him in the face. So, the snipers turn out to be Canadian Rangers. So, it turns out Canada is actually populated and has people, and it's not an irradiated wasteland. They find the memory stick, and they start broadcasting it all throughout the world. And people start to realize what New Eden is, that it's a concentration camp where a crematorium is, and they start rioting. And that's the end of the movie, where Nick Cage says, let's make this a better country. This is the truth. Yeah, man. That's an anti-Trump movie. Yeah, also, I don't know how you didn't pick up on that. Also, there's <laughs> a scene in this movie where fake Bruce Willis is swimming in a pool that apparently costs like $3 million to fill. And he has this African-American assistant. And he goes, do you want to take a swim? And the African-American assistant goes, no, I can't swim. Which I'm pretty you know, sure. They, yeah, he did. Do you know if, how much less that pool would have cost to fill up if, it, if he were tiny? <laughs> Way less. They were like talking about how coffee costs like like six million dollars to get like all this bullshit. It was so stupid. It was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Nah, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, but it was really bad. Paul, I literally hate you seven point two. That's how much I hate you because Yeah, this movie sounds so bad, dude. It's not even like a fun Nick Cage movie. It's just he literally did this so he could pay for the most haunted house in Louisiana. And did you know he has his own pyramid in the Louisiana uh, cemetery? That's where he's going to yes, be. Yes, for buried? when he dies. Yeah. I think yeah. this movie paid for it. Hey, uh, yeah. well, before, he's... before you end this and you end your pockets, I just, can I say like two quick things? Yeah. One, Nicolas Cage's birthday is my birthday. So next, mo- wow. next Monday, say happy birthday to Nick Cage and, and your favorite podcast host. Okay. Also, two, I just want to remind everyone that if you're hungry, you don't have to cook. You could just go down to your local supermarket, pick up Hungry Man Frozen Dinners by Swanson. 
Hungry Man Frozen Dinners by Swans are packed with a minimum of 16 grams of protein. The highest I saw was like 44 grams of protein, depending on the meal, because there's a wide variety. And they are quick and easy. You could have a quick meal with easy cleanup, and it'll fill you up every time. Also, listen to Grizz in his car driving home daily. Okay. I thought I just so, want to do a couple plugs there. So I actually, since it's going to be your birthday, and since you joined us on the show, um, I'm, Gabe was unaware of this. I'm going to give us extra homework this week. So me and Gabe are going to do the normal pick a movie for each other. Grizz, if you want to take this time to think of one movie to make us watch that's on a streaming service somewhere, we can uh, we can either go on your podcast or we, me and Gabe can discuss it next week about how much we hate it. Oh, man. I wish I was told this ahead of time. I would have had two movies picked out. No, no, no. You're just going to pick one. And we'll both and watch we're it. Both gonna oh, you'll watch both it. watch it and come explain it on Grizz and his car driving home? Yeah. Yes. All right, I will figure that out, and I will let you know. And I'll post something about it on my social media. If you follow me at Grizz in his car, it'll be on in my Instagram page when I figure it out. All right, All right. so time um, for us to um, pick a movie for each and other. I will, watch, but... I will watch Roma, and I'll be back on. Okay. All right, All right Grizz. Thanks, man. All right. So, Gabe, um, before, the ga- before the everything started, I asked if you wanted what kind of movie you wanted, and you picked action. Yep. And I sort of cheated because post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic and action were the same movie. You have HBO Go, obviously, right? Yes. I need you to watch the Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey, Gerard Butler, Dragon, a post-apocalyptic movie, Reign of Fire. So I have not seen this movie. I have seen a part I, of it. I love it. I'm going to watch it. It's terrible. Okay. Is it fun terrible? I love it. It's terrible. I, you do know that I love wizardry, so I'm hoping there's a wizard at least in here. Sorcery. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan I, of sorcery. I hate to break it to you. There's there's no sorcery in this film. How do you have a dragon there movie are, and no sorcerers? The, the dragons, future, and a side of Matthew McConaughey you'll never see again. Okay. So the, the movie I chose for you, um, because you gave me a Nick Cage movie... I decided Uh-oh. I would reciprocate on that. Uh, on Netflix, get ready to go into the weird world of Christian apocalypse, the Armageddon, with a little movie called Left Behind. Oh, I almost, oh my God. And I, I, have a, I have a Left Behind story for the next episode because I've actually seen the original movie. This is a remake. Yeah, well, this is just the movie version of The Leftovers, right? Uh, yeah, just you're going to have a good time. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> All right. Oh, God damn it. also, we have to do a mini episode. Look out for that. A mini episode on Bird Box because me and Paul have some thoughts on that. Yeah, we, yeah, interesting turn of events happened uh, from our thoughts before <laughs> is, the movie. Is Bird Box the movie, the movie I should watch? Um, do you like John Malkovich? I don't think I've I ever think, seen I that. Think, I think you should watch it, Grizz. I didn't like it. I don't think Steph really liked it, but West and, um, West and Gabe seem to really like it. I, I, I just don't really care for Sandra Bullock. I went in with well, really you're low. You're wrong. You're, that's, that's, that's a bad decision. I went in with really low expectations, so I was pleasantly surprised. We, uh, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to do a, a separate like 20 minute episode on that. Yeah. So oh. watch out for that. But uh, 
let me go because I have stuff to do before tonight. Yeah, so. me too. And All right, boys. Everybody have a, everybody have a happy home. new year. You can find it on anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow me at Grizz in his car on Instagram and Twitter. I won't lie. There might be like a 40% chance I get drunk enough tonight that I want to do a podcast with you guys. Like a special oh episode. God. So like be on the lookout for that. Well, let me know because Alice is probably going to get drunk and pass out early. So I'll be <laughs> hanging out by myself watching movies. Yeah, it's a, that sounds like my New Year's too. Oh, so a movie you should watch is maybe Roma. Don't watch that on New Year's. No, I'm not going to watch that on New Year's. <laughs> if I'm, no, no, no. I'm going to watch it. Wait, wait, wait. Gabe, Gabe, just so you know this, this is the last thing I'm going to tell you before I hang up. Uh, John Griswold has never seen the movie Die Hard and has never seen the movie I, Armageddon. I just heard, I just heard that uh, podcast that he's never seen Die Hard before. That's crazy because it's a John Griswold movie. Uh, it seems it like doesn't it look be. like a good movie. And you're reasoning that you read that Kevin uh, Smith book uh, and that made you not want to watch Bruce Willis movies? That's obsolete because that movie came out in like 1989. Like, that's no, that, ridiculous. That, that didn't make me not want to watch Bruce Willis movies. That just made me say whenever Bruce Willis gets brought up that I heard that he's a bad person. Okay. But he makes good movies. Or used to. A few times. Okay, well, uh, maybe one day you can make me watch it as my bad movie. But right now I have a bad movie. I, I, I can never make Die Hard a bad movie. There's no way. Wait, Grizz, any any chance any chance you've thought of the movie yet? No, I need to go online and look for the best bad movie I could find. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, well, I'll talk to you all next week. All, all right, right. Lo- love you Take guys. it easy, guys. Bye. PG Rated, part of the Kayfabe Only Brother Podcast Network.